0: Hi, minimal Moves. Welcome back. Today, I wanted to talk to you about eye makeup. Yes, this is the part of the minimal makeup series, and I have three main categories of eye products. I think this is where I'm least minimal in terms of makeup, and some of it is because I'm in transition. I'm trying to kind of sort through a couple different products. Part of it is because I have a couple of older products, let's just say. Um, I've pared it down a little bit, but I'm, it's still very much a work in progress. So let's talk through what I'm working with at the moment. And of course, I will part with some suggestions, some good swaps that I've heard about, and yeah. Um, so we'll get started. I think the area, okay, well, they're just standing out to me right now, right as I stare at them, so let's talk about those. So I have in my hands three, yes, I'm a little ashamed about those three mascaras at the moment, Um, and this is because I'm kind of going off of a couple recommendations, and I'm trying to figure out what works best for me. Mascara, mascara, haha, I I feel like I sound fancy fancy when I say that. Um, I feel like mascara is a very important part of my makeup routine, or for me, I really enjoy it. I like kind of a... Not a bold sort of full um, falsies look. I don't really do that. I've never done it and don't really particularly have an interest in it. I I do like the look on other people, but um, I don't think that that's a really sustainable investment for me to make, if that makes any sense. Even if I do get the most expensive mascaras, I think it's still cheaper probably than getting like a mid-tier type falsy product, I think. So that's kind of my justification of this and but I do like a more dramatic look and so I'm trying to figure out which ones I can use for a more dramatic look without it being too overwhelming for a day-to-day because I like the more dramatic look on a day-to-day and I want to have this kind of set look that I do for any occasion that is a bit more bold in terms of eyes so I have kind of three different products that do different levels of um intensity shall we say so first the lowest intensity one would be the glossier lash slick and this was a gift from a friend a couple or actually from for last christmas thank you Khan. um and i really enjoy this product because it doesn't clump at all um and if you open the actual mascara um oh gosh i also just recently realized i say i'm a lot so i'm really working on not saying that and because I fun fun story I did mock trial in high school and just for a semester I really loved it I was their expert witness and the expert witness's name was Ms. Singer um and I loved everything about the profile but one thing that I did do was in the direct examination this is a little quick mock trial geek out moment in the direct examination I said um and I think uh in the grand total of six times, I think, but in the cross-examination, I said it zero times, so I was very proud of that, even though it's actually not something to be proud of that I said, um, so many times in the direct. It might have been, like, even 10 times or 12 times or so, so that was a lot, but back to makeup. So, what I really like about this Glossier Lash slick is that the bristles are, I think they're called synthetic bristles. I don't really know what it is. It's plastic, which is not sustainable, but nothing about mascara is really sustainable if you get a conventional mascara um and this bristle applies it really evenly no clumping at all which i really appreciate i all the mascaras that i have you will notice none of them are drugstore and i know that there are good um i think l'oreal has good mascaras i think that's the brand that i hear about the most the reason why i've already explained kind of my financial logic there and i've also had bad experiences with drugstore mascara kind of watching my mom use them and all, um, and that's kind of why I've strayed this way, but I think if I do, well, when I next purchase my mascara, which is going to be in a while, let me tell you, um, but when I do, I think I'm going to go for a drugstore product just because financially it doesn't really make sense to spend so much money on mascara, but I don't know. We're we're trying to figure stuff out here. So that's the Glossier one. Next step up in terms of fanciness is this Tarte I think it's called Lights, Camera, Lashes. And I've heard various people talk about this online. And the first thing you'll notice is the packaging is very different. Tarte does interesting things. And I think Tarte is known for being cruelty-free. I think somewhat ethical, somewhat more sustainable sometimes by accident. I think. So they're definitely not the worst brand out there. And if you open the mascara, it's pretty conventional. I like the bristles, they're even, I think they're normal bristles, but, um, and, uh, they're, the smell is, like, slightly, let me, let me check that again, yeah, the smell is slightly off for me, uh, I'm not a huge fan, but, um, I got this on discount, uh, from Ulta, on their black friday sale and i think that this one is not bad this one might be my favorite out of the three i haven't really used it as much because it's newer and i i actually like it i have a really bad habit of saving the things that i like i'm that uh marsh waiting for the two marshmallows and maybe more kid Um, that's a psychology study reference for all of us psychologists out there yes i am one of those kids who thinks that after having a psychology degree i am a psychologist i'm kidding it's. I feel like psychology is a very underestimated degree and field, it's, because a lot of the things seem intuitive, but keeping all of those things in mind and doing psychology experiments perfectly, and by perfectly I mean in a, a scientifically controlled manner, is... Tricky, and the fact that it seems so obvious makes it, I think, harder. I don't know. Um, that's just my little side rant it's because, well, actually, it's not really related, related at all. The last mascara that's the fanciest, uh, priciest, and also potentially my least favorite is the Better Than Sex mascara uh, from Too Faced. And this is really, really popular. I think it's probably the most popular mascara in the US based on what Sephora said. And, I was not recommended this in store, but I do know a friend who has this, and also people online, of course, and I think that this mascara is overhyped because I think in colder climates it clumps. That's kind of my theory. I've tried warming it, um, and if you do that, I think the clumps become a little bit not so much of a problem, and I think it goes on much better, so I've been trying to do that every time. But I often forget, and when I do forget, I do get clumps. I see little flecks of it later in the day on my skin. So this might be a mascara that works if you live in a warmer environment or you're a bit less lazy than I am, and remember to warm up the mascara every time. And also, if you're going for an evening dramatic look, I think that's what this is made for. This is also not the waterproof version, I believe. And I think the I have the pink body one, and I think the blue body one is the waterproof version. So maybe that one works better. I don't really know. This does come off very clean. And that's been great. I am not I'm I don't use any makeup wipes. I just use whatever makeup remover I have from about five years ago and I'm trying to get through them. And it's just a long uh, Asian parent story, but I don't really use makeup wipes. I did for a little while. I quickly realized that they're so bad for your skin, so bad for the environment, just nothing good about them, and it doesn't even seem to clean as well I think is what I'm taking away from it and there's also I've realized no scenario in which you can use a makeup wipe but can't really use a face wash it might be a tiny bit more tedious but generally it's you can use both and the face wash brings about better results so that's what I will continue to do for my skin and i'm happy to report that all of these mascaras come off really easily i've noticed that my mom i think growing up watching her i think she had some products that didn't come out as clean and she does not have a really positive impression of like eye products in general i think because of that so um i am happy to report that all of them none of them i really had a problem with i i could be wrong about the Tarte one i haven't really used it all that much again but I think they're all fine. I've also cried with these mascaras on, fun fact, and they come off clean, as in, like, it doesn't do the streak thing, which I found, okay, that I need to give it for, especially I've worn this Better Than Sex mascara (laughs) uh, frequently when I have been crying. That's kind of, I guess that makes it sound like I'm crying all the time. But just circumstantially, it happened, and I can attest to the fact that they it comes off really clean, so it like gets on my tissue or whatever I'm using to wipe my eyes, but I don't really see it around my eyes, which I found really miraculous, and I think it's related to the flaking, so I guess it's when you need, if you're a huge crier, maybe get the Better Than Sex mascara, I don't really know. I think the Glossier one also works fine with tears, in case you're wondering. So, let's move into eyeliner, um, and I have two eyeliners, one of which I'm phasing out, and the one I'm phasing out is the Sephora... I don't really know if they have a name. It's the Retractable Eyeliner Waterproof, and it's in the color Glitter Green. So, I l- I really like this color. The reason why I'm phasing it out is, actually, I might not phase it out as soon as I had thought. The reason why was because I didn't really have eyeshadow that really fit with it at all, aside from, like, a very shimmery, basic nude. And recently, I acquired, as a part of a gift, a forget me not violet voss palette that I'll talk about in a second. So I might be able to make this eye look work really well with this mascara uh eyeliner. Sorry. Um I think that this is a very basic eyeliner. It's not particularly great or horrible. It goes on very easy, very easy to handle and it's a little bit glittery. You can blur it out so on one side you can draw the line. On the other side you can blur it out so it kind of works really well on its own. So I would recommend if the you, I, like eye makeup is not really your thing, but you want something just like a little bit, then just get one of these maybe in black or something. Or maybe brown would be easier to handle actually. And then just do that. And that's a super minimal um, option. And also pretty, for me, affordable from Sephora or a drugstore product would work just as fine as well. And my other eyeliner is the Rare Beauty eyeliner. All the people, I walked into a very, very empty Sephora and everyone in the store, there were like five of them, I think, all of them pointed to Rare Beauty and said that that's the one I should get. And that was kind of an overwhelming experience to have all the attention of the Sephora staff, but it was also a wonderful one. And I picked it up and I will say that I got this fairly new right as the selena gomez series were was coming out and i really like the design of the product for sure um it's very elegant it looks kind of like a pen but like a fancier pen and i think i really like the concept behind the rare beauty product line which is also kind of like glossier it's you but better sort of and I really enjoy that. And appreciate that. I think that they do a fairly good job with the skin tones. I haven't really looked at the foundations at all. But I think that's what I've heard sort of. And their eyeliner is good. Um, I I have an issue though. Because my eyelids are shaped very oddly. And one, my two eyes don't match. So it goes on perfectly fine on my left eye. It works fantastic. On my right eye, on the other hand, I have smudging. And this is just, I think. I don't really know the technical names of it, but I think I have a double lid on my left and a monolid on my or like a deep monolid double lid situation on my right. So it just smudges in part of my eye. It's so odd and I really don't like it. But I continue to use it because I really like the liquid eyeliner look. This gives you a fair, very fine, very clean line. I'm really bad at eyeliner, but this has really made it better and people have complimented me on my improvements that goes to show that it's noticeable I guess when you're someone who's really not dexterous and managed to do well in eyeliner so rare beauty eyeliner in black I don't really know if they have any other shades I recommend and uh, just so you know I have black hair black eyelashes black eyes or I think they're technically maybe dark brown or black I can't really figure it out I guess I should know that probably but something along those lines so yeah that's why I went for the black color and I think it works perfectly well I have heard good things about I think this is also L'Oreal's eye flick or I I don't know exactly what they're called but it's their eyeliner which is a seven dollar or so option which is much more affordable for me Uh, So I might be trying that out down the road, um, but this is what I was going for for this summer, and I really like it in the future. So just to round up the mascara eyeliner section, I'll probably be pairing that down to one product each or so, but I'll get more into that down the road, as well as products I might want to try out. So moving on to the last sort of segment of this eye series and or eye episode and I have two palettes right in front of me. I had spent the good part of the semester with just one palette and I'll start with that one. So that's the Soft Glam Anesthesia Beverly Lee Hills. It's not the mini one, it's the full one. So it's the one with how many colors is that? Can I live up to my heritage? Yes, 14 colors. Okay. Actually that's more living up to my um, Uh, mental math exam scores that I have from my good old Japanese uh, uh, kid days but what I really I really like this palette and I really was torn between the renaissance one the Norvige, the purple one I don't know what it's called exactly I don't remember off the top of my head and the soft glam one I went with the soft glam one which is kind of out of character because usually if I'm torn I go with a more bold option but I am glad I went with this one I think. I, I do like the purpley look too. I like I love the pinker look too. But I do know that it's kind of an archetypical East Asian look to go with the pinker one. So I wasn't really sure how I felt about that as a person just starting off on eyeshadow and really kind of understanding the product. I did want to go for the Anastasia Beverly Hills one because I knew that this palette was highly acclaimed. It's known for its pigmentation for a small amount of product. I think this is one of those eyeshadow palettes that I think I hear, or I've seen a lot of those kind of makeup guru people say that it's their go-to, that is fairly affordable because I think that, um, and this is also really expensive, mind you. It was a gift. and I know that Morphe has one of the more acclaimed palettes as well, but they're even more expensive and I wasn't really about to spend that much. I really like that this is compact. The container feels sort of... It's a little bit heavy. It's not the most compact eyeshadow palette. I will give you that. But I think it's, it's good for the base eyeshadow. So I think this is something that I would recommend for people who know they really like eyeshadow but are not... The most exp- either really like nudes, aren't the most experimental, or don't know exactly what shades they want to go for yet. I think that this is a good base palette for someone like that, especially if you're not a traveler because this is like slightly heavy. I think this is a good option. It comes with a brush that works pretty well, I would say. I do have other brushes that were hand me downs, but I think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have bought any brushes. The brushes that it comes with both work really well, I'm sure. Makeup gurus will disagree. I have these colors out of the colors that are available. They have like a gentle orange. They have, of course, your basic. They have three kind of general glitter gold tones. I don't really know what to call it. There is a slightly sort of purply toned pink that's very subtle, elegant, a lot of browns, um, a little bit too nude basic-y for me. If I were to make my ideal eyeshadow palette, I think it would be... Some of these colors, oddly enough, I found myself using the orange a lot because it's just there enough, but it's also not, and I did not expect that at all. It's called orange soda. I'm so surprised that I'm using it a lot. I don't use the black one at all, but you can use it for a sort of not there, but there eyeliner look. I just like the really clearly there eyeliner look, which is why I don't use it as much. I like it. using the fairy, glistening those glittery colors a lot. I use burnt orange, rustic, those... Orangey brown tones a lot. I use oh I've used all of them at one point or another. Tempera is a beautiful sort of in the corner of your eyes look. Also, I say all this, but I again believe in doing makeup for yourself. So whatever works for you. If you want to put tempera all over your eyes or mudbury or noir, I don't. I don't care. It's your makeup. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying what I like is what I'm getting out. I harp on about this because I do think that this is a really good product and I can see it lasting a while. And into the sustainability dimension, I think that a product lasting a while is the best way for a product to be sustainable. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, I know that there is some, I think the Anastasia management changed or the artist changed or something about it changed and people don't like the brand as much. But I do know that they also have a good brow pencil that I know people talk a lot about and their palette is definitely really well known. And they have various variations of the palettes as well. So I think that it's kind of a series where you can find a favorite probably and hopefully it's a good product that will last you long if you consider picking that one up and going on to my second palette so this is a violet Voss or violet Voss palette and i heard about it online it's the forget me not palette it's fun size so i think it's their smaller palette it's very light which i love this was also a gift and I, so this is a blue tone. It's a blue, actually greener palette than I thought, which will go with my eyeliner. Um, I, I'm a blue eyeshadow person, eyeliner person, and I do want to add that more into my collection. So I'll probably be looking into a ColourPop. There are various ColourPop palettes that are blue centered that I have really loved. I don't really know if they're in stock or anything, but they're around $15, I think. And they have very blue ones that are just all blue, but of various shades. And I love that. So I will be looking at that. The Violet boss one is nice. It's a bit greener. Um, so it's kind of an in-between. Well, I guess I think of green as a safer color than blue. And I think blue is bolder for some reason. But I don't really know. I wear a lot of blues. I do wear a good amount of greens now more than before, I think. And I really like that. So I think this will go fine. But I think green reminds me of fairies. And blue reminds me of sort of a your being I don't really know what to call it um I'm still figuring out this palette which is why I don't really have anything particularly great or particularly bad to say it has it does come with some oranges or like pinks and I think if you're a makeup artist this probably works but for me I'm just kind of like this is a blue palette so why are there two pinks like I feel like a more neutral color would have made sense one is like a really bright orangey pink and another is a metallic but same color scheme pink and I don't really get that part um but yeah, it is what it is. I really like how the, um, the exterior of the palette looks. So that's great. So those are my two palettes. I like that one is a bit bolder and like entirely a bold palette because nothing about it is subtle or neutral. And then the other one is very, very neutral, very toned down and very appropriate for anything. So I really like that combo. So let's see. So I have two brushes that I use for my eye shadow area um, or eye area rather. One is a pigment packer by a brand called Moto, I think, or Mot Sorry, I don't know. And then the other one is Farah. I think that's a brand name. Oh, it's called Blender Brush 25EL by Farah. The reason why I'm looking at these as if they're from another planet is because I don't really um know where they came from these are secondhand they looked brand new um when i picked them up but i have no idea where they're from or anything like that so that's why full disclosure now that we've gone through all the products oh wait i was about to forget this last one so this one is a sally hansen eyelash curler i've heard that eyelash curlers are unhealthy please let me know if this is true i don't really know um but i think that this one works fine it's not particularly fantastic but i did have a free something that again i got secondhand again and i think that this one works a little better it's a little gentler and i've cleaned it please clean your eyelash curlers if you haven't because mine was gross and i imagine that that's pretty typical of eyelash curlers so it's white it's decent i don't know not nothing much to say so how I want to my eye like, collection to look like in the future, I think that I definitely want to pare down. I want to determine which eye, eye gosh, uh, mascara I want to keep, and I will use them all, of course. I'll use them up, but I think it's going to be the Tarte one that is Lights, Camera, Lashes. I think I like that one the best. So I'll probably stick to that. And then next, I'll try the L'Oreal, one of the L'Oreal ones, I think. I'll probably go for something that focuses more on elongating, maybe elongating, volumizing, something along those lines. And I really like the Rare Beauty Eyeliner, so I'll keep that however long it lasts. And then I'll probably go try a drugstore one that's a bit more affordable, And then I'll keep my eyeshadow palettes, maybe add a blue one because I'm very excited about that. I might add a blue eyeliner to go with it. I had one. I had two in the past. Neither were good products at all, so I won't talk about them. They were really bad. And I can't wait to find a good quality blue eyeliner. Um, Stay tuned. I want something that pops and goes with the next eyeshadow palette that I pick up. In terms of sustainability, so obviously none of these are particularly sustainable, nor did I have sustainability in mind when I picked them up. I think that Tarte is one of the better brands that I have in here, Rare Beauty for their sort of goals and priorities in terms of beauty, but not for the sustainability dimension. I think that mascara, I know that a lot of sustainability people sort of struggle with figuring out the best, most sustainable option. I'm thinking about going without mascara mascara especially as i grow older uh, i don't really know but i kind of i'm trying to figure out how to best do it i know that you can get sort of a cake version almost like a sh- soap shaped but super tiny and a tin can um i think fat in the moon i think that's the brand um is known for making a pretty good version of the mascara that is the most sustainable that I've seen online, but I haven't really been able to identify a good sustainable mascara because even elite Cosmetics, I think they have some parts that can't really fully be recycled and that's not good um, or that's not a, the most sustainable form that you can find, if that makes sense. I think that it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit... It's a little bit challenging to always trying to find sustainable swaps, but I think that that's a good thing to strive for, and that's what I hope to move towards to down the road. But at the moment, I haven't really found the best options yet. Okay, so I'm at Fat and the Moon. That's a sustainable swap option, and they have various things from lip paints to eye coals to all the options. It's in their adornment sections, which I don't think is really intuitive, but I think you can use eye to make any eye-related. Um, I don't know eye-related makeup. I guess I'm getting a little distracted by the website, so I'm gonna go back. Um, in terms of palettes, so Elite Cosmetics again is an eyeshadow palette, sustainable option. And what's great about what I really like about them is that. They're also focused on customizability, I guess, is one way to put it. It wouldn't really work for me because I really like bold colors, but it would work for the neutral sort of dimension. So you can pick out whichever little, I forget, I think the little pans, or you you say hit pan, right? When you like finish using a makeup product, so I don't really know what to call those. But little fillers, so you can purchase those independent of the palette. And you can just get a huge palette. And you can put all your foundation, your cheek products, your lip products, your contouring, everything, and including eye products as well. You can put them all in there. And I love that idea of having everything in one place. And it's sustainable and reusable. And I think that's great. So I think that Elite Cosmetics wins in the sustainable eyeshadow palette option. I think that I forget exactly which brand it was. But some brands do the eyeshadow palettes where you can separate out the Once you finish using your each corner, I think that Anastasia might might also do that. But I haven't really broken down my palette yet. And mine is way too new and way too pricey for me to break it down at all. But you can, I think for some brands, take apart the metallic part or the metal part and the paper part and then recycle them separately. So at least that's a better step. But again, reducing is always better. And so that's kind of the sustainability consideration I can think of for brushes I think that um, definitely LA has it I think also eco there's an eco cosmetics I think that's what they're called brand but I've heard mixed things about it so I'm not going to even try to determine exactly what brand that was because I don't super know exactly how sustainable they are but if you go to sustainability shops I'm sure you can find brushes that fit that criteria so that's kind of it. I'm coming up to the time of my recording, and that's cue for me to stop recording as well, but I am really happy having talked through all these. I It's making me reflect about my purchasing choices and how I can make my purchases a bit more sustainable in ways that feel manageable, and I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to figure out an eyeshadow routine because I think this is the space that is most in flux in terms of my makeup and i'm looking forward to continuing on that journey with you i'll definitely update you at some point in the podcast when i inevitably figure out a better routine than what i have right now right now it doesn't feel really manageable so i can't wait for that and i hope you figure out your makeup routines in various ways stay tuned for future installations of this minimal makeup series and with that i hope you have a fantastic day fantastic week thank you so much for tuning in please send any feedback to at minimal moves by h on instagram And with that, have a fantastic next hour even, if not a full day. I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, Minimal Moves.